Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Women Extraordinary Stories, a podcast by Women's Heart Engaging Network. This is where you'll hear incredible stories from women of all different backgrounds and walks of life. We hope that these stories touch you and remind you that even in the most difficult seasons of life, there is still hope. So take a moment, settle in, and get ready to hear one extraordinary story. Today, it's a pleasure to have Audrey Gressbridge as our special guest, founder of Horror Kids Clothing, Smile Ambassador for Operation Smile. Audrey's journey in motherhood has taught her powerful lessons of what it means to learn on faith. Horror Kids Clothing was born with the goal of bringing a smile to a child giving back to the community. Audrey will be interviewed today by Jeannie Tudio. Jeannie is a friend of Audrey and is an early childhood educator. She is the manager of Duke Street Early Learning and Care Center. We invite you now to sit back, relax, and enjoy this beautiful story. Hi, Audrey. Thank you so much for being here and your willingness to share your wonderful and inspiring story. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you live now, and a bit about your family. Well, thanks for having me today, Jeannie. Um, I'm so excited to share my story. Um, well, I was born and raised in the Philippines um, from a small town up north called Pangasinan. And um, now I live in downtown Vancouver with my family. I'm married um, to a German. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have two um, very energetic boys. And um, yeah. <laughs> what was your life like before you became a mom? Um, my life, like, well, it's very different. Um, my life before becoming a mom was, well, I've, I'm always very spontaneous and um, I love adventures and um, very carefree. Mm -hmm. And before being a mom, um, I, most of the time I just look after myself <laughs> and um, like doing a lot of stuff outdoors, um, seeing friends and the things that I enjoy being um just married woman and, um, and we were actively involved in alpha before so um, yeah so those are the things that I was doing before becoming a mother <laughs> how did becoming a mom change your life um, becoming a mom changed my life big time um, well first when I had my first when Hugo was born it was like you know having your freedom to go out and having a child then you just can go out to restaurants and eat because you have a screaming baby and um, and having my second son um, change it more um, because Roman um, was born with a bilateral cleft lip and palate so um, for those of you who don't know about cleft lip and palate um, it's like they have a bigger smile so from the, from his nose up to his mouth, it was pretty much open, and um, so that was that was huge because like having a son born with cleft lip and palate, it needs a lot of help. I was scared how to feed him. I was scared of um, the unknown. Um, I was scared of not knowing um, how people are going to respond seeing. A child who looks different um, it's not because you know like um, it's still a beautiful smile it's just that it's very different to what the world is used to so um, that 
was a major change because um, it kind of, I, I found um, someone, like a different version of myself, like along the journey that I never knew existed. <laughs> Even in the midst of peace, you must have had lots of concerns, right? Like, what were some of those concerns? You already uh, shared with us that how people would look at him. Um, okay, I, I think I will start with the story of like how my little journey of like, you know, from being pregnant up to like where we are now. And when Roman was, when, when I found out about Roman's um, cleft lip and palate, I was away and um, I got a phone call from the doctor. I was, we were in Kelowna at the time. I got a phone call in Vancouver that I had to fly back to Vancouver immediately because um, Roman, uh, they, they've seen something in the ultrasound. And there is a timeline between then and I think um, in Canada legally there is an option um, if we want to keep with the keep going with the pregnancy or not. And mm -hmm. I was like at the last week of that um, time frame, so they need me like now in Vancouver to get the news done so I can go to BC Women's. And that was a very scary moment um, finding out about you know like I've never met anyone who was born with cleft lip and palate. I know someone, but it, it was some, it, it's a, like someone when I was growing up and I remember he was being bullied because of his, you know, in the Philippines, they call it ngongo. Yes. And kids were like chasing him and saying ngongo, ngongo, ngongo. And it's like, it was a horrible feeling to see, um, you know, like this person, he never got married and he mm -hmm. never, he never had families and he, all his life people have been just bullying him. And, you know, coming back to the doctor when they told me about cleft lip and palate, he was the first person that came to my mind. I'm like, what am I going to do? And Google wasn't really a big help because it's like, you know, you go type Google bilateral cleft lip and palate and all you see is like all these pictures. And when you're pregnant, you have that, like your hormones is there, like mm -hmm. you're scared. And so what I did at that time was um, like, they, they told me, like, you know, you have an option to do this. I'm like, I told my husband, like, well, I can't talk to them. You talk to them. So he did. And he said, you know, we're going to, Audrey's not going there. We're going to, like, is the baby healthy? And they said, the baby's healthy. And you know what? We will proceed with the pregnancy. As long as the baby's healthy, that's all we need. And we're going to keep going. So around that time, um, I didn't tell, there's probably only 10, less than 10 people that knew about um, what's going on. I got off social media because um, I, I just didn't, like people would ask, how are you doing? Like I just didn't want people to ask me. So I kind of have my own world at that time, but I have these 10 people, including my, my family and people in my life that I really trust. And we prayed about it and like just to have peace. And of course, at first we're like asking for a miracle that the doctors are wrong, um, that the baby will come out without cleft. Um, but I think the closer I get to giving birth, I don't know, for some reason, um, I told Walt I wanted to go to the cleft clinic and talk to, um, to, to the team. And Walt was like, no, we're praying about this. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, the baby's going like, to, he's, he's going to be born without cleft. I said, no, I think I'm at peace. I think this is my miracle because at that time, I'm at peace that whatever happens, whether with or without cleft, that 
I will be okay. And at that moment, I've, I don't know, like I, I've always been, I'm, I've always been reserved and always working at the background. I don't want to be at the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And, and at that moment, when I found, when I have that peace and I came to the clinic, went back, I went back home, I was talking to one of my closest friends and I, I told her that I feel like he's going to be born with cleft and I'm at peace with that. And I know that this story is going to change not just my life, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that it would empower a lot of women and families around there. One day, I don't know how, because right now I'm grieving <laughs> and I'm in pain and I'm scared, but there is that hope that I see that my story is going to change not just our lives, but other people's lives as well. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> um, can you share with us when Roman was born and the journey that started with your family? Um, when he was born, my fear turned into strength. Just the moment, like in the hospital, like the moment they hand Roman to me, I look at his face and there's my little boy with the big wide smile. I hug my little boy and I'm like, this is my second time to be a mom. And I don't know how it's like to love, like, you know, when, you, when you're a mom, you have your first son, your first child, and you're like, I love this little boy. And then you have your second child and like, I love him again. And like, you just know that your heart gets bigger. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, seeing a child that needs help. There's a different strength that came out of me that I'm like, okay, I will protect you in any way that I can. And there's a, there's that strength that came out of there. And um, yeah, I think from there, it's like the first year was a blur um, going to every week we go for taping. Like, you know, we fix the cleft because it was wide. Um, the first four months getting into the surgery was hard and even going out because people, you know, oh baby, and then they'll see he looks different and, you know, like you, they, you, you can see their reaction, they're caught off guard, but you can't take offense from that because like it, it's like, it's not that, you know, they're judging your baby, but you just, I think what I've learned from that situation is like, I have to explain, oh yeah, my son was born with this. And you can see that, you know, like there is compassion to everyone that sees that. Um, I think when Roman was born, I've learned how to be more compassionate. I learned to be more understanding. And like when people say something, it's not, you know, they don't mean to hurt you, but they sometimes they're just caught off guard and they don't know what to say. And most of the time people means well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's amazing how God prepares our heart, right? Mm -hmm. With these things. Yeah. Okay, so what does life look like for Roman and your family now? Um, well, now that most of the surgeries are behind, um, behind us now, uh, things are changing. Um, of course, I'm still dealing with two energetic boys under the age of five. Um, but um, I would say that I'm, I'm loving the season that we're in. Um, you know, like I, as I launched Euro Kids, um, where we give back to um, a portion of our proceeds to Operation Smile. And at first I thought um, launching something like a baby clothing to give back, I thought it's just like, okay, we're just going to give back and help a child smile on the other side of the world, people who can't afford it. And of course, it was in the Philippines. There's so many people children born with cleft lip and palate. So Operation Smile was actually founded in the Philippines mm -hmm. and it's so close to home. And when I launched 
the brand, I thought, okay, you know, we'll make more smiles, we'll make more smiles, we'll keep helping other children that and families that can't afford it. But I think along this journey, like Euro Kids, it's not even two years, we're turning two in October. Um, but I think the biggest impact for me and for my family is the community that we built, um, the amount of um, more, I would say more so women, because like the moms, I talk, I talk to a few dads as well, but there are, um, this is kind of like the dream or the vision that I had when I was crying, not knowing what to do with, with Roman and with my child, to now it's like seeing that, okay, this is a mom during Clef Awareness Month, which was last month, you know, um, this is our second year to run it, and a mom would reach out, like, I just got diagnosed, um, and you know I'm scared, and just being, just to be able to like reply back and like let's say hey listen, um, it's not an easy road but it's gonna be okay, and um, like I've met few moms as well from last year so they gave birth now and then their kids are one, and um, they're raising awareness as well and you can see them empowering other women as well and I think that is huge because it's like you know the little impact the little seed that that was planted in me and I shared it to another person and this person makes another impact, it makes it explode. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, so um, all of this um, experiences opened your eyes to the needs of others as you have related to us mm -hmm. walking this journey. Can you share with us a bit about this, more of it or? Uh, about the journey, it's, um, it's, it's a very interesting journey because it's like, um, you know, when you see we always take our smiles for granted. Like sometimes we don't want to smile because we're grumpy or like we're just having a bad day and it's okay. Um, as a mom, you know, when I saw Roman um, before the surgery, like he couldn't latch because everything was open. And, you know, I see other friends who gave birth almost the same time as mine and, you know, and like everything is like, there's no cleft, everything is, is intact and part of me was like I wish I wish I wish and then and then I stop asking I wish and I'm like what can I do how can I help and how can I make it better and you know what this is what I have this is what I have to deal with and we only have one life and we mm -hmm. got to make the most of it and I'm mm -hmm. like how can I make my life at this point enjoyable how can I make my son's life how can I help him live life to the fullest? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, one thing to do is awareness. Like, you know, if people are aware of what people are going through, there will be more compassion. Like, you know, like even like bullying, I think hurting people hurt people. And mm -hmm. I think when you, um, when they know that, okay, I was like, when they say, why is your nose like that? Why is your lips like that? And if you say, because I was born with this, and there is that moment of like, quietness like okay what are you gonna say right mm -hmm. like I was born with this it's not like I chose to be born mm -hmm. like this mm -hmm. and um yeah so I think it's it's just um with this journey it's more of like seeing seeing the world in a very different perspective it's instead of like I, having the I wish having like what can I do yeah yeah, yeah there's a purpose for everything mm -hmm. that's amazing you were able to see God's purpose yeah. okay so we know that your faith in God is a big part of your story looking back can you share with us how he made a difference in this journey and in our, your own life personally I think 
it's um this is more like this journey is about trusting God completely. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no matter how hard I prayed that Roman will be born without clef, that's not God's plan for my life. And I think and I'm very grateful. If I can do it over again, I would worry less because it's like he's, he's really in control. When you say he's in control, he's really in control because like, it's probably like, you know, this is my ring and this is all I can see. And then God sees everything. And like if Roman wasn't born with cleft lip and palate, I won't be doing what I'm doing right now. And I probably won't be even sitting here and sharing my story. And the Audrey that I know from four years ago is a very different Audrey that I am today. Like, um, I just feel that um, my full potential is not there yet. But like God has been using every step of the way to like reach more women, reach more people. And um, and I think you just have to be like what I've learned is like you just got to let God. And if you let him take control of your life, like, you know, you the the very important thing is to listen. Because sometimes we just uh, talk, talk, talk. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. But if you go to that place of like, silence and just listening like what's gonna happen next and sometimes you don't get the answer for me it took me months to get the answer I'm like I've been begging him to like okay please fix this but no that's not his plan and his plan is always the best always (laughs) always okay so do you have um some encouragement that you would like to give other moms who are walking through this right now um yes um I have a lot (laughs) but I think um in my personal journey, you know, sometimes what you need to do is like take a break. It's okay to cry. It's okay to to be sad. Those are those things are normal. And sometimes when you cry or when you go to a low point in your life, is that's when you can go up. Mm-hmm. But like don't stay there for a very long time. Always look for solution. It's like the world doesn't end there. How can you make things better? Like if you if you change the way your mind thinks and the way you see things like you know you always have to see the best of how you can make in a situation like if mm-hmm. you're if you're instead of like oh i'm stuck in this problem no you're not there, what's the solution for this how can mm-hmm. we get out of this how can we make this beautiful mm-hmm. um sometimes like you know you see a table all you need to do is put a flower and it looks prettier mm-hmm. so it's it's like that it's like you know and i think the biggest part too is like having a support group like I didn't have a big support group at that time. I have few, but these are the people that are close to me and people that I really trust. And they know that they prayed and fast for me. Like we were, we were, you know, they check on me almost every day. How are you feeling? How are you doing? And um, the support system is huge. Like mm-hmm. have someone that you trust and never, don't never, never be, don't be scared to ask for help because people like, you know, sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm bothering them. But you know what, mm-hmm. when you ask for help, You'll get help. <laughs> yeah. Even with God, whenever when I uh, whenever I have problems too, that's what I, I always tell Him, Lord, what are you trying to tell me right now? Mm-hmm. I want to see the bigger picture. Audrey, thank you so much for sharing with us your beautiful story. It's really inspiring to all of us. We are so thankful for Audrey's story today, and we know that her faith in God has had a big impact on her life. If you are watching today and would like to experience the same relationship with Jesus that Audrey has, you can simply pause and pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I want to know you personally. 
I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of my life and make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. Wow, what an incredible story. Thank you for joining us, and we truly hope that you were touched by the words you heard here today. If you have any questions or would simply like to connect with us, go to our website at www.whenetwork.ca. Also, make sure to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at WhenCanada, and check out our YouTube at Women's Heart Engaging Network. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next one.